Welcome to the Uplifting Content Podcast. I'm your host, Ioni Butler, and the founder of Uplifting Content. And every Tuesday, I'll share with you conversations with remarkable guests on a wide range of topics. My goal with this podcast is to introduce you to new people, ideas, and techniques that provide value and insight, which I hope you find uplifting. Today, let's talk about what is fast becoming one of my favorite topics, flow consciousness with Jackie Nectel and Justin Fairman. So being in flow is really acting on your excitement and your inspiration. So it's not that you're not doing anything and just waiting for the universe to give you gifts. It's really following your excitement in each moment and allowing that to be your compass and what's guiding you to what you actually want to be doing. But it's also going to show you all of the places where you're operating from these old patterns, whether it's people pleasing or you know, operating out of fear or all of these other things rather than what's truly motivating you. My guest, Jackie Nectel, is a visionary leader, connector, master manifester, which is something that I'm working on becoming, world traveler, and she's a pioneer in the area of flow. Her business partner, Justin Fairman, is a visionary change agent, international speaker, serial entrepreneur, and consciousness researcher. He is the co-founder of Consciousness Lifestyle Magazine, and he co-founded the Flow Consciousness Institute along with Jackie, which we speak about today. In this episode, we spoke about how Justin and Jackie came together to create the Flow Consciousness Institute and what it is, how to identify and change your limiting old beliefs, your intuition and how to harness it, the scientific discoveries around flow, what the Flow Mastery course is, how you can win a free place in the program, and so much more. I hope you get as inspired listening to this podcast as I was doing the interview. Enjoy the episode. Well, I'm Jackie <laughs> Nectel. I'm the co-founder of the Flow Consciousness Institute, and this is my business partner, Justin Fairman. And we have online and in-person training programs that are really in-depth ways to reprogram your consciousness to eliminate all of the things that keep you stuck in unnecessary struggle and suffering. So reprogramming limiting beliefs, emotional patterns, traumas, things like that, and really programming in a reality of infinite possibilities where everything you want and need to, to thrive in life comes to you effortlessly in perfect synchronicity. Oh, that yeah. sounds so good. Sorry, Justin. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just I want some of that, please. <laughs> and I uh, co-founded the Institute along with Jackie. And um, I'll add my two cents in on how I would describe it. I like to describe it as a, uh, you know, we, we, we give people new operating systems for their minds that allow them to become limitless and to really live in an expanded reality of flow and uh, get life to start conspiring in their favor instead of uh, being a struggle and, uh, you know, an endless series of what ifs and when is the rug going to get pulled out? What if, you know, there was just uh, the most beautiful Persian rug <laughs> taking you up to all the things that you wanted at all times. So. How did you both come to, to do this and to be working together and get into this work? It's been a kind of a twisty, windy journey. Our paths are very different. Mine was really um, initiated into the mystery school of life and uh, just kind of taken on this path of facing tremendous challenges and trauma in my, in my life. So overcoming some challenges like the, the death of my brother, which kind of was a huge catalyst for me to go on this profound healing journey uh, I le left everything in my life behind and went on a, a trip around the world for a year, which 
was really uh, life-changing in so many ways and kind of the foundation for what we're teaching now, uh, really just kind of synthesizing all of the best tools and practices that helped me on my healing journey. And the way I was describing it, I was introduced to Justin because he was teaching very similar things and it was really uncanny, um, but from a very different path. Yeah, I um, my journey into flow started when I was really young because my parents didn't, thankfully didn't program me with a lot of beliefs about what I needed to be or do. And so I kind of just defaulted to doing the things that felt good to me and uh, were exciting. And so that journey eventually led me to getting mentored by someone who was really a master of living in this kind of way, although he didn't call it flow. And through working with him and getting to just kind of peek into his reality, um, I got fascinated with all the incredible things that were possible when you live like this. And then that sent me on about a six or seven year journey to understand the mechanics of it because I'm not an engineer by training, but I, I like to understand how things work. I like to understand what's going on, the science and all that stuff. And so, um, so I spent six years, you know, deep diving into all of it and, and figuring out the mechanics of it. And then that's about when my, my passing up with Jackie and we kind of combined forces and, you know, now we, uh, we do this uh, for a living. I love it. So um, I too am very interested in like the inner workings and like what things mean and how they work. So could you give us um, an overview for someone that's not too familiar with it, like the crux of flow? Yeah. Well, there's two, there's two core aspects to getting into flow, what we call inner flow and outer flow. So inner flow is really this process of reprogramming yourself to become infinite. Yes. And in doing that, you're one, removing or erasing all of the things that are keeping you limited and stuck. And then two, adopting the mindsets, the perceptual frames, the behaviors and so on and so forth that lock you into a reality where you start to experience flow regularly. Mm -hmm. And outer flow is all about what you're doing in the world, how you're making your decisions. It's about tracking flow in real time so that no matter what situation you're in, you always know the path of least resistance and highest success and impact for yourself. Mm. This is a, I'm loving that we're having this conversation right now because this whole year I decided to do that just to lean into the direction that I was going in sort of when I have a, a clear sort of download or whatever of this is a thing that you should be doing like listening to that and then following that path rather than before where I've been very adamant of like I'm going to do this and then I kind of just like go gung-ho with it and it things it doesn't always work out and it's just exhausting um, and it can get quite disheartening and so this time it's it's I've been definitely trying to go with the flow and like be in flow um uh and it's cool it's pretty damn cool <laughs> um so how do with so with the changing beliefs and things like that what what are some of the ways that people can um identify and and sort of change their their beliefs and and habits or thoughts yeah so we teach a lot of different practices and one is just this mindful questioning process and becoming aware of all of the programmed conditioned perceptions and beliefs that we have about ourselves about life about the world around us about other people and just seeing how we've taken on all of these things from the media from our culture from religion from you know we've inherited from our ancestors epigenetically all of these different ways that we have these lenses and perceptions of of life that are limiting what shows up in our reality. So um, we can use our reality as a feedback mechanism to show us 
where we may be holding on to these limited perceptions and beliefs that are creating suffering and struggle. Mm -hmm. So by noticing when you're feeling triggered or you have an emotional charge or a reaction to something, um, or if something's just not working the way you'd like it to in life, you can get curious about that and ask yourself simple questions, powerful questions like, what must I believe in order to be having this emotional experience or this Mm. experience in my life? What am I making this mean about me? And really drilling down to find out what those beliefs are. But what we've done is really kind of revolutionary in that we um, have cultivated these lists of the most insidious core beliefs that we found over the years of all of our clients, ourselves. I wanted to ask that. What are the common ones that you see show up? So yeah, yeah what, what are we, some of them? We've, we've really put together these comprehensive lists of the ones that really keep people back. And, you know, I mean, it, everyone's got some flavor of, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I don't belong. I'm separate. I mean, there's... I'm all alone is really common. A lot, a lot of people have really insidious beliefs around work and money, like I need to work hard to be successful, like all the things that you've heard throughout your entire life, no pain, no gain, you know, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Money um, doesn't grow on money trees. Money doesn't grow on trees. You know, someone just said someone, this is a really insidious one in the personal development space. Someone said this to me yesterday. They're like, uh, there's no breakthrough without a breakdown. Oh yeah. Or, oh, you know, yeah. And it's like the program to think are, that you yeah. need the struggle in order to have these breakthroughs or, uh, you know, overcome your, your challenges to step into this new paradigm. Mm -hmm. And while that often is the case, and so much of my growth has come from that, I've adopted a new reality where I don't need challenge. I don't need struggle. I don't need to be in the hospital, which was part of my path Mm. or to experience these traumatic things in order to shift into this new reality. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's so deeply ingrained in so many people. I had a, I forget there's another term that people say about having, having to work hard for something. And I had a girlfriend the other day say it to me, she's just got a new job and she's um, trying to go out and get clients. And it's, she's like finding all very stressful. You know, you have to work hard you know, you have to work hard, don't you? And in my mind, I was just like, no, no, I don't believe that. (laughs) I don't believe that at all. I had a friend years ago said to me, you have to remember, I only work smart, not hard. And I was just like, oh, I love that. And it really shifted everything that I do um, around what is the, what's the easiest effortless, like the ways that I can make money or do things that doesn't require me to be frazzled and tired. And like, yes, I'm not a lazy bum. I do do stuff. I work, um, but I'm not, you know, it's not, every waking hour of the day and, you know, don't get to have a social life or whatever, we can make those choices. So, so someone's identified that they've got all these beliefs. What are some of the things or some of the exercises that you run them through of, of, of switching it? Yeah. So there, there's quite a, a big spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, we call like introductory exercises and then more advanced ones that take a little bit of training to learn how to, to do them. So one of the ones that's easy to get started with um, is to basically, uh, first, once you've discovered a limiting belief, what you want to do is identify the positive belief that you need to shift into as an antidote to it. And not just the positive belief, but the most expansive version of that belief, right? So if someone has a limiting belief, like I need to work hard to be successful, what you typically do is you take the opposite of the limiting belief and then you kind of tweak it to make sure it's in its most expansive form, right? So for that belief, the opposite would be something along the lines of, um, 
I'm effortlessly supported in life at all times, right? Mm. Or, uh, you know, abundance flows to me effortlessly regardless of what I'm doing. Mm. And so these beliefs open you up into a reality where you are not creating any unconscious limits. And in fact, you're training your brain to start looking for that because we 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 all have confirmation bias, whether we like it or not. Yeah. But it can work to your favor. People usually talk about it as a bad thing, but you can, you can work it to your favor by training your brain and your mind to search for the things that are actually nourishing and supporting you. And so once um, someone has identified this positively, a good first step um, is to start taking an action on that belief, acting as if that belief is already true for you. Hmm. How would you think, how, what would you do? How would you change your behavior if you were living from that place? Because the thing is, is that we typically, when we're operating unconsciously, we only take action on things that we already believe is true. Mm-hmm. So by bringing this conscious, bringing this into our conscious minds and saying, okay, well now we're going to proactively take action on something, it, has a, it sends a feedback loop into the brain, which starts to wire in that belief. And then once you have that belief start to get wired in, you start to see evidence for it, it starts to invalidate the old belief. Once the belief starts to get invalidated and it's, you know it's not totally true anymore, then you've, you've started that process. Yeah, and it, it's kind of about bringing intentionality and consciousness to gathering evidence and looking for evidence of this new empowering belief because we're so good at finding evidence to support and, and back up our, our limitation and to argue yeah. for those limitations. So, you know, for example, when I lived in New York, you know, when I was younger, all of the women would say, you know, all men are dogs and, you know, there are no good men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, over a glass of wine, all the women would be commiserating and finding all of the stories on why, you know, men are dogs. And, you know, just kind of reinforcing that narrative. So it's about catching yourself in an old limiting belief uh, and then choosing the upgrade and then actively searching for evidence that supports the new belief to really reinforce that new neural pathway. I'm doing a big cheesy grin right now because I literally the other day caught myself, like at some point over this weekend, I caught myself saying, you know, all the guys that I seem to date, no one wants to commit to me. And then I started like going through all the guys over the last like couple of years that have not wanted to commit to me. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like there's definitely plenty of guys that would want to commit to you. I just happen to not (laughs) want to take things further with them. And then so I started thinking about other people that have committed to me. And it was just so funny because it is exactly what you're saying that we have to catch ourselves. And it's just fascinating that my mind can go off on this little thing of like, yeah, see, there was that person and there was that person. And I started to feel upset and angry. And I'm like, why do we do this to ourselves? Um, but Justin, I just want to go back to your point that you, you've given the example of um, instead of work, you know, we have to work hard to be successful. And then you said um, I, uh, you would change that belief to um, I'm, I'm effortlessly supported throughout my endeavors. And then you were saying to like seek out examples of that or take action. For that specific one, someone's action could just be, well, then I'm just going to not do what, what is it, the active action that you could do for that other than, oh, I'm just effortlessly supported. Take it right. away. Hmm. Well, (laughs) bring it to me, universe. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to sit with my arms folded now and wait. (laughs) Yeah, you you can do that. Well, so this is this is where the outer flow comes in a bit too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some beliefs are more actionable than others. Um, You know, like if you're doing something that's the opposite of "I'm not good enough," well, there's things that you can do easily to affirm that you have worth or that you're good enough. You know, you can stretch yourself into something. For things that are a little bit more abstract, like this one. This is where the outer flow comes in and you start to bring in different tools, different principles. There's seven different principles that we teach 
And uh, w- one of the most important ones is really learning how to dial in and follow your intuition at really high levels and, re- and, and really masterfully. Because intuition is, you know, a lot of people think that it's just this unconscious processing, that it's just, you know, our subconscious mind. It's not. It's actually a quantum aspect of our own consciousness, like a supercomputer that we have that is basically processing all this data that we don't even realize that we're taking in and figuring out what's the path of least resistance and highest success for us in life. So we learn to follow that really well. And we start to shift into these perceptual frames. where We start to search for these things that are actually bringing us into flow and then use our intuition, which is naturally guiding us towards those things in general. Then you get this really powerful combination that gives you those experiences that leads you to them. And what happens is you have them you prove to yourself that it's true and then that allows you to trust even more deeply and take bigger leaps and to continue to create this cycle that ultimately allows you to hit exponential growth and create really incredible things. Mm, very exciting. Yeah. Go on, you can say something, Jackie. Yeah, and it's, it's a big part of flow is aligning with your passion and purpose. And so often we're living out of alignment with that because we're, we're following all the shoulds that we get from society. You know, we get a, a job, you know, that we think our parents will be proud of us for or, you know, we think we'll have safety and security in. So we're doing all of the things that are, are kind of not what we actually want to be doing that are out of alignment with our passion and purpose, not really living into our genius and our gifts and that creates a lot of of suffering and Mm. this feeling of not being in flow Mm. so being in flow is really acting on your excitement and your inspiration so it's not that you're not doing anything and just waiting for the universe to give you gifts it's really following your excitement in each moment and allowing that to be your compass and what's guiding you to what you actually want to be doing but it's also going to show you all of the places where you're operating from these old patterns, whether it's people pleasing or, you know, operating out of fear or all of these other things rather than what's truly motivating you. Right, right. And and I was going to, I think your answer sort of helped with what I was thinking because um, Justin, you'd mentioned about sort of doing the things that lead you into this flow. And so from what Jackie was saying, that was like leaning into the things that you enjoy, like following your bliss, going out there and having experiences rather than just because that's sometimes what I worry about. I just feel, you know, I want this divine inspiration and this, you know, tell me what to do and it doesn't always work. And so I guess you're saying just being in the, doing the things that you love and, and then that's when it comes. It's not, is it, is it, it's well, not always like a constant. I mean, it, it can be, that's the thing. This is where we get into like the advanced intuition. So like mm. you know, most people, there's, there's a, there's a complete spectrum of mastery in, in intuitional capacity. So most people will wait for the hits. Like, okay, I'm going to wait for the hits. And those are always great because they're usually pretty clear and, you know, you feel it and it's, it's powerful. But what do you do about all the other times during the day? Because what we teach is that you're following your intuition for every decision, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you, now it takes it to a whole new level. And so in those moments, you need to be able to really get an on-demand answer from your intuition to be able to know what to do. Like, what do you do when you're in a high-stakes meeting with some, with, you know, potential client or whatever, or you running a company or you know you have to you get fired or something and now you have to like make the next decision really quickly you know if you're waiting for the inspirational hit it might come it might not but you still need to make that decision so when you learn how to tune into intuition um, in a more scientific and precise way and develop those capacities in your body this is part of what we do is we train people to like build up the parts of their physical their mental and emotional functioning so that they can actually like feel and tune into this all the time 
then you have like this compass, you have this like magic compass, right? From like a fairy tale or something, you know, it's it's always guiding you towards where you need to be. And so, um, and then also too, things are really nonlinear. I think something you said about this before, you know, um, following your bliss, it's really nonlinear. So sometimes it messes with people because, you know, all their conditioning or programming tells them that they need to do X to be successful. But intuition is like, no, you actually need to go to the beach and maybe drink some margaritas. So you <laughs> run into this person who you didn't know was going to be there that has the opportunity that's going to open the next chapter of your life, you know? So it's, it's triangulating all these dynamics of it and really learning to kind of follow it and, and track it in real time. But there's also another piece that you said that's important to note. You mentioned something about, you know, you're waiting and waiting and it's not working. Mm-hmm. And so often when we think things are not working, they actually are. But like Justin said, it's in a nonlinear way. Mm-hmm. So the way that we actually met was I ended up in the hospital in Santa Barbara and, you know, I was just passing through and I was going to meet up with him for lunch or dinner or something. And we were going to see where the synergy was, but, you know, life had other plans for me. And I ended up in the emergency room and then mm-hmm. hospitalized for five days, which at the time seemed like, wow, you know, why is this happening to me? This is so painful. I'm scared. And, you know, it could be easy to look at that situation and say, well, you know, life is not working, but you know, the reality was, he came to visit every day and there was such synergy in what we were doing. We're like, whoa, we need to, we need to build this out and work together. Mm. So, you know, it's those moments where sometimes we can't see that far into the future. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but it's like, sometimes when we think things aren't working, they actually are. Again, I'm, I have a big cheesy grin on my face because um, I recently um, landed a book deal and it had taken, I was very stressed out. The whole situation had taken way longer than I hoped it would. Um, I was constantly checking with my agent and there was all these different things. He was like, not yet, not yet. The, you know, this is happening. This is happening. He was away. I was just caused me immense stress because I want everything to happen now. And actually the, the, um, imprint that I signed with didn't exist until a month ago. It's, it's a new division of Simon and Schuster, which is ideally suited to the book on what I'm doing. And so if my agent hadn't have taken the time he'd have taken, that imprint wouldn't, wouldn't have existed. And so it's just such a funny lesson for me on timing and just knowing that things are going to happen when they're supposed to happen. And like, I could have just saved myself all this stress. Right. I, I still went and did the work. I was still like doing interviews. I was still following up. Like I was still doing it. But I didn't have to be suffering that whole time and like losing my mind. So yeah. Absolutely. That's such a beautiful example and congratulations. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, that's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, so tell us about the um, Flow Consciousness Institute and uh, yeah, you, your work. Is it, is it in person or is it all online? How do you, what do you guys do with that? Yeah, uh, we do both. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the Institute, you know, we basically do research into how reality works, how our minds work, how our consciousness works, how reality works. And then take that instead of it being really like abstract academic stuff, we say, okay, how do we apply this in our lives to improve the quality of our lives to make us more successful, happier, healthier, et cetera, and develop trainings around that. So we do them both in person and online. So people can, you know, if you're all the way across the world and nowhere near what we're doing, great. Or if it's convenient for you, you can do it at your own pace online with the group, we do live calls and everything. And then we also do things in person. Uh, you know, we travel quite a bit. And so they tend to pop up wherever we're going or we bring people here to Santa Barbara with us and create magic here. 
Yeah, we've had the, the pleasure of sharing this work in 17 countries or so now, and wow. our students are from something like 40 countries, so from Azerbaijan to El Salvador, all over Europe, uh, Australia, kind of everywhere. So it's it's been really organically spreading uh, in such a beautiful way. That's exciting. Um, can you tell us about your, your, sort of your main course, the, the Flow Mastery course, which is an online one, I believe? Yeah, so Flow Mastery we have, is it's our core training. It's an eight-week online training, and it goes into a lot of what we've been talking about here. So the first two modules are, are deep reprogramming at the mental, emotional, energetic, and physical level of limiting beliefs, emotional patterns, traumas. That's the inner flow aspect of it. And the other six modules dive deep into all of the different flow principles, and they're all filled with practical tools uh, exercises, different mindsets and things to really rewire your consciousness to get you into the place where you're experiencing, um, you know, what we call the hallmarks of flow, which are kind of this exponential growth in all areas of your life, this sense of equanimity and inner peace, learning to radically trust life. Life really starts to feel even magical and like it's conspiring in your favor and you have synchronicities all the time and just these fortuitous meetings with people and the exact resources you need just seem to show up. So uh, it's a really powerful program. And like I said, we've got students all over the world and it's just awesome. It sounds awesome. And so for anyone listening or watching this, if this whole interview has sparked your interest, Jackie and Justin have offered to give away a spot on their um, core program. So please sign up for that because it sounds absolutely incredible. And it's a great way to kind of just get going with this work. Because I think for some people, it might sound so um, unusual or far out there, depending on where you're at. And so just to have that opportunity to, to, to get the results for yourself, I think would be humongous so thank you for offering that um Justin, you'd mentioned um the institute sort of does the science behind things um what are some if, if there's a way that you can explain it in not too much of a complicated way what are some scientific discoveries that you found about this work and sort of how it how it's changing lives and helping people discoveries are kind of i mean i i think the most interesting aspect is kind of there's there's two parts of it so we published some research a few years ago that really breaks down like the different ways that we actually interact with and create our reality, whether we're aware of it or not. So I think, I think that's really fascinating. That's definitely something that's pioneering to what we do and unique, really mapping out the granular mechanics of how our beliefs actually create our lives on three different levels, both our internal experience, our external experience and on a quantum level. And we have a, a research paper on the, um, Institute website that you guys, anybody can access for free that goes into that and kind of ties it into our journey as we grow through different phases of our life and what that means and how you can use it to create more abundance and success and fulfillment and spiritual growth and so on. And another really interesting aspect too that we're pioneering is um, really the dynamics of intuition, really mapping this to a degree that hasn't been mapped before and really understanding how it flows through us and how we receive it. You know, when you were talking about instead of thinking and doing and making it happen how do we listen to this supercomputer aspect of ourselves and get guidance from that and so that hasn't really been done before so by mapping the mechanics of it we can learn how to strengthen it really fast and take it from this kind of esoteric skill that strikes once in a blue moon to making it as reliable as our rational logical planning mind and then using that as the foundation for our life which is what nature operates on and produces all these really amazing things that we seem to have trouble with as humans 
I want to, I want to be that superpower intuition tapped in like that. Yes. <laughs> you, you totally have the capacity. Everyone yeah, does. Yeah. We're, we're really, we're wired that way. It's our fundamental biological wiring. We come into the world with these tools and these gifts, and then it's just conditioned and programmed out of us because yeah. as kids, you know, some adults said to you, you know, they denied your experience when you said you were feeling something. And, you know, so we learned not to operate from that and we're taught to think things through and plan and make to-do lists and and be really hyper rational mm. and you know we all have this innate ability so it's, it's about kind of relearning how to access it and tap into it mm. and i i ask these questions when i sort of um, have conversations with people about that do the work that you do I, I sometimes i'm a bit conflicted between like i i still do have a belief that having goals or aspirations or ideas or like visualizing the type of life I want and like, you know, being able to manifest my reality. So on one side, there's that. And then on the other side, there's this just like going with what's being sort of the the vision or like the direction that I feel like I'm being directed in. Um, How did, how do you, cause it's like, I, I guess it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Um, I guess it can be like a combination, but like, how do you see it? Like, do you guys have like, is there a, a place that you want to take your business to? Or do you like not think about that? And it's just like, where the flow is like, how, how would you help yeah. me with that? <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Um, so here's the interesting thing about flow. There's a paradox. Mm. <laughs> flow is the integration of polarities and dualities, right? So if you look like the, the book, the data chain, right? one of the messages in that book is describing the opposite side of everything it describes. And so it's really confusing to a lot of people, but what it's trying to point to is it's the middle path. It's the way it synthesizes both where you're going to get the maximum effect. So it's, it's both about surrendering and about setting goals because you need you. But the thing is, is that you don't set goals from your mind. You set goals from your intuition. Mm -hmm. So you learn how your intuition speaks and you learn to set goals that are in alignment with what your intuition is telling you. And then that's the sweet spot because then it's not about hustling and grinding and making it happen. It's about following the path of least resistance and surrendering when it's appropriate to surrender and taking action when it's appropriate to take action. You just have to know what, what tool to use at which time. And it's also a big part of it is, is recognizing where those goals are coming from because so often our goals are coming from a place of if I achieve this, then I'll finally be good enough or I'll finally be worthy or I'll finally get love. Mm-hmm. So it's healing those places where you know, our goals are created from wounding and you know, it's coming from just the sheer joy of creating while being able to detach from the actual achieving of the goal because so often you know, sometimes it's just the journey to get there that we end up, you know, we have this idea to write a book or something and we start working on the book, but then it takes us in a, into a completely different direction and puts us in a different position in space and time and, you know, sends us off on a different path. So it's not necessarily about achieving the goal. So it's, it's about detaching from the outcome Mm-hmm. You know, and at the same time, really pouring your your vision, your intention, and actively, you know, we've broken down the mechanics of how you're creating your reality at this quantum level. So really putting your consciousness, your attention, your intention into the creation of this possibility, mm-hmm. but without being attached to achieving it. 
Yes, yes. I think back to um, when I was younger and up until maybe like, I don't know, five years ago, wanting to be famous. Um, and then what I'm realizing that all that came down to was loneliness, wanting to be accepted or seen or appreciated or just lonely, you know, all these things. Um, and it was just, it was, it was really terrible. And then when I wasn't becoming famous, again, there was all this immense suffering. And now it's sort of, I definitely don't care about that. And it's just about acting because I love it. And when I'm not doing it, I miss it immensely. And just sort of just doing it for the love of it, which is great. Like, and I'm, most of the time I'm auditioning. I'm not even getting the work anyway. And I have a great time auditioning. So it's just. Exactly. Yeah. And ironically, when you're operating from that place, that's usually when those goals are fulfilled. Right. Because you're not attached and you're not in the suffering of trying to make it happen. And then the thing that you actually want tends to just show up. Right. And again, it's a timing thing because now, you know, I I do these tapes and I don't hear anything or sometimes I get some good feedback or whatever. And there's just, I have a belief now that it's going to happen when it happens and when the time's right. And so I'm just going to enjoy myself until it decides that it wants to happen. I I think you're already famous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic stuff. Thank you both so much for your time today. I love this topic and I just think the work you're doing is, is incredible and just bringing so much rich, you're, you're making people magicians of their own lives. Like it's fantastic. <laughs> and that's sometimes when people ask what I do, I say I'm a magician because yes. I say that, but yeah, that's, that's and, and it just, it's it fun. Yes. Just, can you just imagine if, if everyone just knew if everyone just knew this, it, the, the, like just even hearing it yeah. gives me hope and makes me feel good. Well, yeah. I mean, we have a choice collectively, you know, where we're, we're, a lot of us are telling old stories of suffering and, but it's like, we can be equally as easily telling stories of joy and, you know, mm. wow. mm-hmm. and that's why I so appreciate the work that you're doing because it, it's combating this constantly negative news that we're being fed. And yeah. so the content that you're bringing to people is actively shifting into this new paradigm. I mean, thank, thank you. Um, yeah, I, um, I started watching The Handmaiden's Tale the other day and um, it was incredibly distressing for me. And I immediately started to feel anxious and especially with what's going on with the South and like the rights of women being taken away. Um, I couldn't handle it. And so I'm just very aware that there's a lot of people that are just unconsciously watching all this stuff, consuming all this stuff, and it's having such a profound impact on our mental well-being and on our beliefs and mindset. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely encourage people to just shift their attention from time to time on slightly more uplifting content. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, thank you both. And thanks for offering to, to give away a spot on the course. Please sign up for that. Where can people learn more about you? Yeah. Uh, flowmastery.com, Flow Consciousness Institute. Uh, Flow Consciousness Institute is everything we do in one place. And then flowmastery.com or flow-mastery.com is the website for our specific core training. So, Fabulous. We'll keep yeah. all of those links in the show notes. And I'll also have your um, personal websites uh, on there as well. Beautiful. Jackie, Justin, thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see or you'll hear from me all next week. Bye. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Uplifting Content Podcast with me, Ioni Butler. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review so that more people can find it. And to make sure you never miss a beat, subscribe to our weekly dose of uplifting content, which is an email from me about the best of uplifting content from that week, be it giveaways, videos, interviews, all the good stuff. 
And as a bonus, when you subscribe, you'll get a hundred of our inspirational memes to share on your social media. The sign-up link is in the show notes. See you next time.